You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The correct Journeyer Stadium time is 827 Central Daylight Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, harbored by collegeandmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. I'm Son of Crow. Son of Crow 2 on Twitter, Son of Crow on Venmo. One side of me, the rumor monger, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett. The S is for South Carolina Gamecocks, fan Ooh. number one. All right. Shout out to our three listeners uh, from Bonaire, Georgia. Nice. You know, um, maybe they're, no, they're uh, friends with a lot of Georgia fans, probably. To the other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR. Well, actually, he's not. He's on his last week of paternity leave. And in his stead, sitting in for AU Chief from our sister station, College of Magnolia's NPR, this is <laughs> the AU Nerd. What, what, uh, what, sorry, I was, I was trying to do a Chief impression, but I, I can't do it. I can't do the, the ASMR. It's too good. It's too good. Gotta say hello in a foreign language. Do you have a hundred years of down home running through your blood? I, I do not. Okay, well... Like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, home. maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Working on my first year down home. I don't know. Uh, AU Chief is coming to you live through Skype, through the magic of the internet. Sounding really good. I think you called him AU Chief. Oh, sorry, yeah. AU Nerd. I get on my AU, my... my... AU Nerd. Or, AU or really creative. baby right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's really creative on the College of Magnolia beat. Yeah, yeah. AU Nerd, AU Chief, AU Jonesy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's kind of what we... We're not an English major podcast. All right, actually, I think Chief was... No, he was not philosophy, I think. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the website. It makes sense we're talking about the website because we have, as a guest today, the only person who drives traffic to said website. Very true. Uh, another thing that people actually seem to enjoy, the Survivor Pool, which is over, and we have a winner, Foy Onion. Congratulations. Yeah, he uh, outlasted actually two of us here on the pod tonight. Uh, AU Nerd and I. Was it not me? Yeah, no, Acro. His picks are. No, Clanga. I was Klanga, out the Klanga, Klanga. I was out the first week because of South Carolina. Yeah, well, South Carolina paid it back. We're we're on good terms again with him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Foy Onion uh, won, and you know, last two years it's gone all the way till the end of the season, and uh, this year it did not. Because we changed the rules a little bit. We talked about Foy Onion last week, and this is what you call the orange and true bump. Oh, yeah. You get a little <laughs> bit of luck when we talk about you on the on the pod. We need to bring him on. We should bring him on. Well, I told him he can get a koozie. I'll send him a 10-pack of koozies if he wants. <laughs> if he just sends us his info, that is at College and Mag on Twitter, or at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter, or at Ryan S. Derek There's a Twitter. million ways to reach us. We're not hard to find. Find somebody. Just ask him, hey, do you know... How to get in touch with Crow? Chances are they probably do. The Weed Cat Jared guy. Yeah. Hey, see that guy? Weed Cat Jared guy? 
I had another interaction with someone this week where I that was wearing one of my We've Got Jared t-shirts because that's a weird flex to wear a t-shirt with a quote <laughs> from yourself on it. And someone said, what does that mean, shooting that thing from way downtown? I was like, oh yeah, you remember the song from the Final Four? And they were like, looked at me like I was making up words. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I'm not quite there, but people just know everything. Well, it's not about your, your debut song. It's all about how you follow it up. And I followed it up with a baseball song that no one heard. Right. right. <laughs> all right. Fan Pulse. So uh, can people still sign up for Fan Pulse? Yeah. So even though we're middle of the season, you can be a part of Fan Pulse. It's a uh, SB Nationwide effort. Uh, basically, we're trying to get everybody from all the different team sites to submit their top 25 every week. And uh, each team site gets one ballot, and then those ballots get compiled for a top 25. Um, do you want to go through the top 10 real quick? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so this uh, this week we've got Alabama at one, LSU at two, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma at five, and then Wisconsin, Penn State, Auburn actually got all the way up to eight. And that's not just on our ballot, that's on you know, everybody's. It makes sense, Ryan. We've played really good teams. Right. Uh, Auburn at eight, Georgia at nine. That's nice. Notre Dame at ten, and Florida's not even in the top ten, which that's weird. Yeah, I'm not sure why we jumped from twelve to eight this past week. We didn't play anybody, right? We looked we looked really good sitting at home. We yes. won the bye week. We looked really good when because Tulane won and Oregon won. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Alabama ain't played nobody, Paul. Of course not. They ain't played nobody. I mean. Especially in comparison to LSU. I mean, I, I think we're all in agreement here, but uh, in the, the College of Mag ballot actually had LSU at number one. Makes sense. Yeah. They've played the best they've, teams. They've and they've won people. them. Yeah. And you know what else? And I am a... I got in a little bit of a tiff with some Auburn Twitter celebrities on Sunday <laughs> because of my view of that polls are stupid and don't matter and people well, should I, I, I totally missed this. I, I said the sounds that you hear are a bunch of Auburn bloggers drafting angry tweets about how Georgia's still ranked higher than us in an AP poll that doesn't matter. And Put some names on it, Crow. Uh, people got very annoyed <laughs> at that because I think I took their bit. Because I knew there's a certain group, subset of people, that when that kind of thing happens, is that's the first thing. Oh, Georgia lost. Did you guys not see that they lost to a terrible South Carolina team and they're ranked higher than us? You know, the rankings don't matter at all. I could ask my eight, 19-month-old daughter which team is the best and that ranking matters just as much as the AP poll. The fan polls poll matters as much in the college football playoff as the AP poll. Yeah, that's a fact. So that... So, so if you want to if you want to matter as much as someone that votes in the AP poll, you there, can do there that. There it is. You yeah. can, your opinion will mean just as much as theirs. <laughs> which is nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. But other, other people can read it. Yeah. Oof. I mean, look, I, I ranked LSU as the meat of the SEC West. In the Burrito Bowl. In the Burrito the, the Burrito Bowl of the SEC West. And my ranking matters just as much as the AP poll. Matter of fact, I have a website that I get to write it on. So I matter just as much as 99.9% of the people who vote in the AP poll. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. Polls are dumb. Just play the games. Be, be happy about the journey. And don't always look at the destination, everyone. Just a little bit of Zen Buddhism for you today. Wow, wow. Sorry. Yeah. That... 
I just I traveled somewhere briefly. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will say that looking at this, uh, it's kind of wild. I think sneaky sneakily, like we're we're always focused on 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 the SEC, but I think there's like legitimately three good Big Ten teams this year. Uh, like Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State. Uh, you know who's not Penn, on that list? Michigan. Who, Michigan. I wonder who would that be? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, like I thought. Uh, I was actually. I, I think I wrote this when in our in our picks the other day. But Penn State's like, I knew they'd been recruiting well. But if you look at two twenty four seven has like a team talent composite, they're seventh on there. Wow. Which is higher than Auburn. It's higher than might have been Florida, but it's higher than a lot of them. So it's. it's I don't know. It's. Uh, I don't think it really hit me till like this week. I was like, oh, maybe the. I mean, that's such an SEC take. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, the, the boys up north—they uh, look like they're playing all right, some all right football. Uh, uh, Wisconsin is terrifying. That, yes, that team—that team is a buzzsaw. Like I, I have a, uh, I have no idea what Wisconsin's doing, but nobody <laughs> is scoring against them, and they are scoring a hundred points a game. And they're doing it the way that Georgia wants to do it, which is just to line up with no thought of doing anything, but just hitting you in the face over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and it works. It's working right now. Well, when so. it works for Georgia 90% of the time, but yeah. then there's you know, the day that somebody Coach, has it figured out. Yeah, Coach Boom puts on some glasses, and uh, it's <laughs> over. Yeah. Becomes I, smart coach. If there's anything that I – would be scared of it would be a Capital One Bowl versus Wisconsin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Or a Citrus Bowl, whatever bowl. A, a bowl versus Wisconsin. a bowl versus Wisconsin, in which Auburn probably doesn't really care about being there. Maybe Doinks went off the upright to <laughs> lose. Yeah, I was gonna say this sounds familiar with uh, your your best all time kicker. Yeah, but as a freshman, this Wisconsin because this Wisconsin team is liable to beat some team by a hundred points in a bowl game, especially if that team doesn't want to Our- show up and play. Are they, if they were to make the playoff, are they the team that gets blasted by the number one team, though? Because that, that seems like that happens in the Big Ten a lot, where somebody kind of sneaks in, a lot of Michigan State. If I'm know, Oklahoma, isn't ready. I'd be really worried about playing Wisconsin in the first round. Because Wisconsin doesn't front any games. And I don't know if Oklahoma is going to be able to do what they do against that Wisconsin defense. And well, Wisconsin and- might hold the ball the whole first half. And the and the top teams this year, the big weakness they have right now is when you run right at them. Right. Uh, Alabama, LSU, oh, I mean Oklahoma all the time. But uh, I think it would be a fascinating game. I think it, I don't know if it'd be a, a boat race. I'm not sure they could win, but I think it would be uh, it would be one of those where Wisconsin possesses the ball for 40 minutes, but every time the other team touches it, they score a touchdown or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Uh, Funnily enough, I think Wisconsin would be a good matchup for Auburn. If yes. that were to happen in a ball game or in the playoff or wherever, because uh, that's that is Auburn's strength is up the middle if you're running right at them. Yeah, I mean Auburn's on, on a yeah. yards per play basis. Auburn's Auburn defense is really really good. Right, but they allow probably a few too many explosive plays. Yeah, we give up so chunks. We, yeah, I mean that's what kills against Florida. It was the sixty yard touchdown and the eighty yard touchdown. We're not talking about Auburn football just yet. We're yeah. talking about Auburn. My, my apologies, my apo- I got a sidetrack with Big Ten football. <laughs> Chief is gonna be mad. Ah, Chief is furious. I'm so sorry. We are talking let's, uh, now. Let's get what we're here for. Auburn Association football, aka soccer. We got a loss to Mississippi State and Texas A and M. It was a bad week. And that state loss, guys, 
is about as bad as it's going to get. That was a handball that Auburn lost. Auburn lost on a handball. It was uncalled. 3-2 final. There were two handballs not called in that game, and one of them literally bounced off of a girl's hand and into the goal. That is against the rules. I don't know. I mean, Ryan, you're not the biggest soccer fan in the world, but even you probably would know we're not playing volleyball out here. You can't bat the ball into the goal. If you jump first and then tap it, that's okay, though. No, right? no, no, no. Okay, sorry. Your I hand can't touch it. Matter of fact, what should have happened on that is that girl should have been straight red and out of the game. Was it intentional? Uh, I don't believe so, but I know that referees have given reds for, for <laughs> less than a batting of a ball into the goal. Auburn's now 6-6-2 six, six, and two on the year. Um, they've got to play at Florida on Friday. That's a tough game. Florida's one of those schools that's always good at soccer, right? Yeah. Like, like basically all the Olympic sports, Florida's always good Florida's at. always good at soccer. That's where Abby Wambach, maybe the greatest soccer player in the history of these United States, has come from. So Auburn's got to win this game. This is as must-win as it's gotten, um, just, just really to get the seeding we want for the SEC tournament. So, if you have SEC Network um, and an internet connection, then you are probably going to be able to watch this game on the computer or your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick TV, Apple TV, your smart television choice. So, uh, please watch it. It's a fun team to watch, uh, and we need to win the game. So, the more people we can have watching it, the better. And now we're going to move on into basketball. But after, but first, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Two, three, four. And we're back, Jack. Basketball, we're going to do a segment that we call, Where Are Our Professional Tigers? Rolls right off the tongue. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Where are our professional tigers? Sponsored by Goldflake. Sponsored by Goldflake. <laughs> sweet Heat. The sweet heat that was Malik Dunbar is in the German <laughs> second league. Uh, playing for the Artland Dragons and just dominating the German second league. He is the best player on that team. He's the best player in the league. He's leading the league in rebounds and points. Both. Is there like is there any way we can watch these games? Because I would love just to see like a truly dominant Malik Dunbar just owning these poor German fellows. You uh, uh you uh you ask and I'll deliver. There's a little website. Called oh let's see if I can't if it does it may be blocked in the United well, States. Crow has some uh, German <laughs> connections. He might be able to reach out. I'll say yeah. No, I I have a. Come on, I, I know just, one of our top listeners is uh, lived in Germany for a little while. I know my our good buddy Matt at the University of Alabama, our German professor. Um. Ryan, talk a little bit. I'm looking up nefarious <laughs> websites to stream. I'm going to talk about Jared Harper while we're uh, vamping for a little bit. Uh, in two preseason games with the Suns, he's kind of been like a closer. Uh, I mean, they, they've got a lot of guards in their roster, but uh, he's only played seven minutes in these two games, but he has seven points and is all on free throws. Uh, <laughs> he, he's kind of a long shot to make the roster, but uh, th- that's the kind of thing that will help you get that 15th man spot. So if you can hit your free throws late in the game, I mean, he's gotten a lot of good reviews from uh, from the coaches over there. Uh, again, I don't think he'll make the roster, but who knows? It's only an injury away. Now, Artland plays in 25 days Shulka of basketball. That sounds like a big soccer name. Shulka is a very large soccer club. It's where Weston McKinney, our own James Jones, is a huge Shulka supporter. Um, they are the 
hated rivals of mine, Borussia Dortmund. Um, but they have a basketball club. And that game will be online, and I believe that you can find it on a website called SofaScore.com. Um, and that's in, tw- that's in a month. But I what, think they've got a game on before that? that. That would be on... Um, Surely they have a game between now and then. I'm, I'm sure they do. Yeah. 9th of November, 2019, at 1230. I believe that's uh, Central European time. So that's going to be really early, like 730 in the morning. Um, so get up early. With Malik. What? Somebody live-streamed on YouTube their last game, and I'm really mad that I didn't know that, but his account has been taken down. So Ugh. there's a website called Flow Hoops as well, and if you want to spend just a ton of money on online streaming, you can join. It's like 50 bucks a month, wow. a lot of money, but it gets you like every single... Um, you can basically watch any professional basketball game in the world that is streaming if you have flow hoops. Almost all of them, minus the NBA. So that's a shout-out to a non-sponsored plug for flow hoops. If flow hoops would like to sponsor me, I'd rather have flow bikes, which is their cycling app. Um, but I'm also not going to shill out $50 a month to watch the 12 races that I care about. Um, but Jared Harper has played in two Phoenix Suns preseason games. Which is amazing because he's not on the Suns roster. Like he's on the Northern Arizona Suns, the NAZ Suns roster. Um, he's gonna be a G League player for them, but because he's on a two-way deal, they get to work him out in the preseason as if he's on the NBA club. He can only spend forty-five days once the regular season hits on the NBA club, not games, but days. That's a huge distinction. Um, so. These are huge. These are really big um, rehearsals for Jared and his and his opportunity to kind of show out. And uh, I think he's done a pretty good job. I mean, seven for eight free throws. He had seven minutes of action. He, he, got, to, he got to play. Um, nothing like what Malik's doing. Malik's playing in the second league in Germany. Jared's playing the number one league in the world. There is no better basketball in the world than what the NBA's playing. Um, and he's playing good basketball. I'm excited to see that Bryce Brown has yet to play because he's not on the Celtics preseason roster. Right. He's pretty much he pretty much has a contract for their G League team, right? Correct. He's not a quite League a player. two-way contract yet. Right. So we'll see. Uh, we have a date on the uh, Bryce Brown at College Park Skyhawks. Yeah, I think that was MLK weekend. I'm not sure exactly okay. what day. So MLK um, weekend, we're gonna pump it up every weekend from now until then. That. College of Magnolia road trip to college to lovely College Park, Georgia, home <laughs> of the airport, and we are going to go watch the College Park Skyhawks. Home of Cam Newton. Home of Cam Newton. Home of Bryce Brown, I believe. No, Stone Mountain. Oh, other close, side of town. Uh, close enough. But I'm sure Bryce Brown's whole family will be there. Oh yeah. And hopefully his entire Auburn family. Do you guys get that? Oh, that was smooth. Yeah, it's professional family. family. The Auburn family will be there. And, and Bryce's team, I think, uh, I think Will shared some tweet with it. Like the starting five is like uh, an amazing collection of players that were fun to watch in college. Like yeah. I think Tremont Waters is on there, and then Taco Taco Fall Taco, or Taco Fall. I don't know. Taco how, Fall how do you say is on there, and uh, Yante Maiden from Georgia. Yeah, and Tremont yeah. Waters from LSU. I mean, it's like a college all-star team. Yeah, which is, I mean. 
I believe all I I haven't gotten a hundred percent definitive on this, but I believe at least three G League games a week are on ESPN Plus, and then a lot of G League games they're going to broadcast on Facebook Live, and then some will be on the NBA TV app, but a lot will be on Facebook Live, maybe even YouTube is going to get into it, and then Twitter there'll be some games that are just broadcast on Twitter. And then ESPN Plus. So there will be ways to watch Bryce Brown. And as soon as we get like definitive time start dates and those kinds of things, believe me, we will be flooding you with how to watch your beloved Bryce Brown. Shoot that and thing and probably some links on how to get uh, main Red Claws gear. Well, the second they release <laughs> a main Red Claws Bryce Brown shirt, I'm going to buy it. That's just the way that it is. All right, so let's talk Horace Spencer, who's playing down in Argentina. And not just playing, he's playing really well. Through five games, he's averaging almost a double-double with 6.6 points and 8.8 rebounds per game. Uh, and his little his club loves him. I feel like they're tweeting an image or, or a, a video of him dunking on somebody <laughs> about once a, once a day. So, so it's, it's, good, it's good to be Horace Spencer. They just need to wait until they get a bloody horror Spencer, and then that'll be just be postered everywhere. Oh man! Remember when <laughs> when they made him bleed? Bad decision. And people were just like, "That was gonna immediately be everyone's Twitter profile picture." Shout out to Horace Spencer Shoulder Muscles, one of my favorite <laughs> College Magnolia uh, account names ever. Nerd, what was what what is your desire for Horace Spencer in Argentina? I feel like right now, uh, first off, that's a bizarre question. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I, I assume you mean purely basketball. No, I, no, related. no, no. I mean, like in just, our, my, my knowledge of Argentinian culture is, is, is pretty low. Besides, they have that guy that likes to bite people, right? Yeah. Didn't they have some soccer guy that bite? Yes. No, he's, he's Uruguayan. You're thinking of Luis Suarez. Oh, but he's okay. From right. well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, close. Messi is totally from Argentina. So close. So close. Horace Spencer oh, is as big as Messi, if you ask me. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like this line he has right here is like the most Horace Spencer line of like what you like. That's Horace Spencer. Yeah. Like six points, eight rebounds. I'm sure he's just demolishing dudes that are, that think they've got a shot close to the rim. Probably four fouls uh, a game. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> just. Uh, and I'm not surprised that he's like already the social media star. I think he became a social media star at Auburn, like in the exact same amount of time too. Right. So I found some weird link. The last game he played, or one of the last games he played, and shared it with Will, who then put it on Twitter. That, um, and I watched the first half of Horace, and so it looked like I don't know that was being shot by one of those old flip video cameras, but. I think what Horace is going to love is that internationally, once the ball touches the rim, it's a loose ball. Oh, so you can grab it off. So the rim. you can grab it off the rim. And I noticed that at least he had four points in the first half, and all four of them were a teammate shot it, and he went up and just dunked it in. That's the way it should be. Yeah, I mean it was terrific because it was like he was like a kid in a candy store. Like, Wait a minute, I can just jump higher than everybody else. <laughs> And dunk these in or swat them uh, away. So is that an international rule? That's everybody, like, everywhere in the world, besides one country, plays by that why rule. Why do we not do that? That's a great question, Ryan. There's a lot of things that I could ask about, like the metric system. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, Nerd, we have you on. No, wait. First, before we talk about 
recruiting, football recruiting. Let's talk about tip-off at Tumors. Yeah, it's this week. It's this week. It's Thursday like night. Thursday, yeah. Thursday yeah. night. Um, it is like all day. It starts at 4 o'clock. Yeah, no, they're, they're closing downtown at 4 in the morning. Yeah. So you won't be able to drive through there at all Thursday during the day. Uh, you know, this, this was an event they tried to do last year, I think before the Tennessee game, and it got rained out. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe that was a little uh, omen before the football game. Right. Um, but, yeah, so they're going to have downtown closed. They're going to have all the stores. They're going to be extended hours. Uh, mm. I, think I think they're putting a court, like, in the intersection at Tumors. Yeah, Is that what, at I Tumors Corner. Yeah, um, you know, there'll be everything going on. They'll have uh, Tiger Talk. We'll have, do an event there. They'll have a scrimmage. Um, I think it's three-on-three. Three. Is Tiger Talk going to interview the basketball coaches? I think it would be oh. hilarious if they didn't. <laughs> like, I mean, we're scheduled to do a Tiger Talk, so we're going to talk, talk to the volleyball coach. Yeah, Coach Oppa. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's going to be a fun time. I think it goes until like 9 or 10 o'clock. Um, it starts at 7, exactly, is when the festivities start, start, like when the dunk contest. Right. Well, I mean, at 4, 4 p.m., it's... Uh, Sanford Law, Sanford Law and Fan Fest. I don't yeah. really know what all that is. I think entails. that's is like is that like a get, meet and greet kind of. Yeah, thing? I think that's what that is. What uh, What time does Snoop perform? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I haven't seen him on the on the docket. Hopefully, uh, they bring some stripper poles out there and Snoop gets his money gun. Acrobatic dancers. Sorry, acrobatic dancers. <laughs> but it's seven uh, to eight. It's only an hour long of the actual like basketball component of this, and then right an after that, session. Yeah, yeah, autograph sesh. Which they're definitely not getting paid for. Well, unless you want to pay them. <laughs> but you shouldn't do that because you'd make them ineligible, Ryan. But then you'd be a bag man. Which is the dream. <laughs> Isaac Okoro autograph on your shirt could actually happen if you go to tip off at Tumors. Before he becomes a millionaire in a year. So. Let's go to that. It's going to be a fun time. Anytime they close down. Are you going to go? I'll probably be there. Nerd, are you coming down? No, I can't. I can't make it. I really wish I could. Uh, but I feel like this is like this is the type of event that Bruce will just nail. Oh, so I know yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. You mean you aren't driving down from Birmingham to watch basketball practice outside? Oh, it's not, I'm, I'm Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Sorry, man. that's right. Hey, I'm gonna be in Chattanooga this weekend. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, we should hang out. Um, talk Cruton. Talk some Cruton. Is it this weekend? Maybe it's next weekend. I'm in Chattanooga on a weekend of some of some sort. During a weekend. Um, tip off at Tumors. Now let's go to football recruiting. The lifeblood of our website and the reason AU Nerd exists. Um, your Ballywick. Crow's, crow's passion. My passion. <laughs> this is AU Nerd's Ballywick, that's for sure. Uh, are any of these guys going to be five stars is the question I'm supposed to ask. <laughs> that's, that's a great that's a great first question. Yeah. Uh, that's what probably, probably, honestly. So uh, right now, Auburn's class sits number seven overall, um, but it's pretty top-heavy. Uh, Trenton Simpson uh, is one spot away. So the way 247 Composite works uh, is they do it. They're trying to mimic the NFL draft's first round. So there will be 32 five-stars at the end of the cycle. Um, Trenton Simpson right now is number 33 on uh, 247 Composite. But he's actually already a five-star on 247's own site. So I think ESPN has him a bit low, but uh, him and then Tank Bigsby is three spots away. So Auburn's got two guys that are in the top 35 already 
of two four seven composite, and both of them have a good shot at 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 getting close. Um, but you know, they're top fifty players since. Yeah. That's where you want to be anyway. So, Nerd, uh, if I remember correctly, didn't Tank get hurt during like the, the first game of the season or something? Is he back playing again, or what's? Yeah, what's he, I think I think I, yeah, he came back. He came back this week, I believe. Okay. Uh, it was I think it turned out to not be as serious as as people thought at first. I think it's an, some sort of either high ankle sprain or um, I'm sure it's going to nag him, but he's he's back playing. Um, he got hurt against Opelika, I believe. I now. think so. Yeah, that was a rough game too. I think he had like three fumbles too yeah. in that game. Ooh, uh, it was it was a rough it was a rough opening, um, but he's he's been uh, he was off to an explosive. Actually, I think his injury came actually against uh, Troop County, okay. which is uh, Kobe Hudson, Auburn's another Auburn commit, is the quarterback over there, um, and everybody was excited to kind of watch those two face off, and he got hurt really early, um, and got kind of kind of. I think he missed a week or two but yeah so yeah simpson and, and bigsby are the top guys there that probably have the best shot at, at, at getting a five star is there any truth that it's better just get the three stars and coach them up and not get these five stars that are super entitled well the key is if your five star plays like a five star oh right then that was the guy you definitely should have signed now <laughs> if you get a three star and he didn't get that other five star, but you get a three star, and he starts. Then obviously he was better than the five star. It's complicated math. Uh, oh, I think I get but it. But yeah, yeah. The key is you're no matter what, your players are better. Right. So they're either they're either underrated than your rivals, obviously, or because your rivals are overrated, or. Uh, the the recruiting experts nailed it. They absolutely hit it perfect on 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 those guys. So like you know, Trent Simpson, Tank Bigsby, obviously just well rated players. They just need a little more bump and they'll be perfect. Perfect. Uh, and then you know they're just they're just sleeping on Jeremiah Wright. So uh, you know that's how it works. I bet if he committed to Alabama, he'd be a six star by now, man. You you know it, Paul. <laughs> so who else should we be watching out for? Uh, so right now, uh, Auburn's actually sitting in a really good spot, uh, with the new, um, early signing period. It's basically December is the new signing period. And so the, the, the ideal, the ideal situation is to come into the season with your class almost pretty much in place. Um, because I think the numbers, the numbers are insane. It's either 80 or 85% of players sign in, in December. So, the pool drops dramatically when you head into uh, February. So if you've got, and that was that was a problem Auburn ran into last year, where they, they had some holes they needed to fill, and there just weren't. I mean, they were they were fighting for some guys that they probably wouldn't have been fighting for if it had if if there wasn't an early signing period. But hmm. but this go around, they're sitting with 19, so they've got five to six spots left, and they'll probably fill half of those uh, by December. So. Um, it seems like everybody they've uh, got committed so far is one of three positions, too. It's wide receivers, linebackers, and offensive line. It's the offensive yes. line's needed, but, man, it seems like they're signing a lot of linebackers and receivers. Yeah, so I think yeah, – let me look at it. I think the, out of their top six players, three are wide receivers, uh, two are linebackers. Um, Was there not a third yeah. linebacker committed at one point? Uh, there is. He's he's just not – he's just oh, okay. Like a little lower down. Got it. Yeah, but he's actually – Cameron Riley, he's actually having – um, I've seen some say that he's actually having the best season of the bunch, which is kind of crazy. Uh, 
but yeah, it's it's been very heavy in certain areas. The big the big hole right now, and the one that kind of has a lot of people concerned, and it's kind of surprising when you when you see what Auburn does on Saturdays. This is the defensive line. Uh, Auburn only has one commit currently, Daniel Foster uh, Daniel Foster Allen out of St. Paul's, who's obviously very underrated, yeah. considering he's a three star. Uh, out of hometown too, right? Yeah, Mobile. He hadn't um, been properly evaluated. If you yeah, ask just me. hasn't. Yeah, you know, not a lot of people a, know about that Mobile talent. That's a ba- that's a Bammer school, right? And you know, if he was committed to Bammer, he'd be a top hundred player. Yeah. Uh, but he actually had Homer glasses off. He has actually put together a solid senior senior season um, that, I, that I think kind of su- surprised some people. But they still need two to three more spots on that defensive line. I mean. Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson were both gone. Those are massive holes to fill. You, you've got guys that could, you know, you know, Nick Coe, I think, is kind of iffy whether or not he'll make that jump, just considering he's hasn't had the breakout season yet. Um, but just you look at the – it was nice to see guys like Connus Miller and, to, and T.D. Moultrie have a good game against Florida, but they need some guys not only just for depth for the future, but guys that can step in and help now. So. Yeah. Uh, the the chances are pretty good. One of those guys will end up being a JUCO kid. Um, Rodney Garner was was reportedly this past week out scouring the JUCOs out there in Kansas and Iowa and you know the farmlands with with where all of the the, the players that couldn't get into school or got kicked out of school are now dominating to get back all in. Last chance use. All those last chance use. Um, and uh, I I suspect we'll see some offers go out. Uh, in the near future. This is kind of the area of time when you think about, so like last year, Roger McCreary, or not last year, two years ago, Roger McCreary kind of came onto the radar. Um, DJ Williams, this was around the time when Auburn offered DJ Williams when he was a two-star Appalachian State commit and the Auburn internet like burned down for a day because, uh, you know, obviously what is Auburn doing trying to sign a two-star kid committed to Appalachian State and now he's the uh, hero. It's going to come right. save the day this weekend. But it's usually around this time that you see some some new offers pop up. So uh, on the defensive line, the the guy's probably to keep an eye on right now, uh, McKinley Jackson. He's a four-star out of Mississippi, a kid that Auburn has been hard after. He started as a five-star. He started as a top 15 player. But he's kind of one of those kids that sometimes when you get discovered early and you get hyped early, it becomes they people have a long time to point out all your flaws. Mm. Uh, and so he's slipped. He's still a top 100 50 125 player he's more he's probably more in the line of a dontavious russell type of player a guy that isn't going to put up flashy stats but can hold you know eat eat space um eat blocks uh that that one is going to be an interesting he's going to go all the way to february so he's going to be one of those guys we wait to see what happens on the on the old signing day auburn is in it Ole miss and a&m are kind of the two teams that are feeling a little good about it alabama's lurking i think if alabama decides to make a move they'll probably get them but i don't think that's going to happen so i think this will probably that'll probably end up in auburn Ole miss a&m battle but you've got him you've got uh philip webb who is a top 50 player listed as an outside linebacker but auburn likes him at the buck he's from lanier which is uh where Derek brown played uh and where cameron brown they just uh Derek's little brother got out last year and auburn's kind of always just been the other team in that recruitment there's been clemson there's been alabama there's been lsu uh He's kind of one that Auburn's hung around, but one of the problems, and I know I'm rambling, so cut me off if I if I get if I get too too wild and crazy. But one of the problems with Auburn's schedule, outside of the insane amount of 
good teams they have to play is so much of those good teams to start this season aren't in Jordan Hare Stadium. So, you know, Auburn has played three top 20 matchups, but they weren't able to, yeah, nothing to, they couldn't bring in those kids to see them at Jordan Hare. And uh, the only game they've had to do that was Mississippi State, which is actually a pretty good showing. But, you know, LSU is about to have back-to-back, or not really back-to-back, huge weekends. Um, Alabama's going to have a big weekend before that. You know, the, the bright side is Auburn's got, you know, they will be the place to be in three weeks and that will tell a lot to see who shows up there. But uh, that sidebar to say, Philip Webb's one of those guys, Auburn really needs to get back on campus. Uh, and so if, if he's not committed by the time Georgia or Alabama comes around, that, that could be a big opportunity there. So Webb Jackson, Jay Hardy's another that, that Auburn's been trying to make a push on four-star defensive lineman. He made it to Mississippi state game. And that kind of, again, it's one of those why it's good to have those games where you can get kids on there because Auburn kind of went from maybe they're involved to, probably challenging Tennessee right now. And he's, he's actually a kid from here up here in Chattanooga, top 100 player. So there's probably more that are going to pop up. Ronnie Garner, you know, if the, the good thing is the bad thing is right now, Auburn doesn't have many defensive line commits. The good thing is if there's a coach that you need to close at the end of the year, you want it to be Ronnie Garner. So uh, I feel good that somebody out of that group is going to, is going to end up in orange and blue. So what does the quarterback situation look like in this class? I mean, I, we have one guy committed, don't we? Yeah, so uh, Kyle Garnett is the current – I think I'm saying that right – is the current commit. um, Listed as a dual threat, but honestly, he's more of a a passer. His season's been okay. He kind of got off with a slow start with an injury. Um, The big question is, you know, I I think it's going to come down to what happens with Joey Gaywood. Uh, Does does he stick around for another year? I think there's a scenario where you could see it where, since he's used his red shirt – Stay another year. If you graduate, transfer out, and get two more years, then you can play immediately. Yeah, Oklahoma um, Heisman winner is uh, what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so if if and I, I, that's one of those that if Auburn makes a move, it's probably not going to happen till um, you know the the February signing period. But that's a tough one to be in because so many of these quarterbacks are going to sign early. Do you think there's um, a chance they go get uh, a JUCO or, or somebody that's yeah, maybe had some playing experience in the G5 or FCS that is wanting to back up Bo because, I mean, from everything we've heard, you really don't want to go into next year with your backup either being Court Sandberg or a true freshman. No. Yeah, and and I don't Garnett is I, is not going to be a guy that's going to be ready right. uh, at all uh, day one. So maybe the the tough part with that though is you know you're not quarterbacks selling playing are, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, quarterbacks are transferring like crazy because they want to go play, and everybody knows you're not going to come play here if you're going to get, so it would have to be someone that, you know, it maybe a Juco kid that you can convince to, to redshirt and stick around. And maybe if Bo's gone early, he could step in. I, it's a tough situation. I, I think, I think the ideal for Auburn is obviously you get one more year out of Gatewood and you take two quarterbacks in 2021. Um, but that's definitely something to, to keep an eye on. And I, I think, you know, I don't think the coaches are even going to know what they're going to do with that until February. So, um, but it's definitely possible they could take a second quarterback. All right, let's thank you, by the way, Nerd. That was that's going to drive our volume like threefold. Yeah, I mean, and not just because everyone's turning their the radios up to listen to Nerd. Yeah, not just the audio volume, but the, right? The, the, uh, Real volume. Yeah, numbers, volume. the clicks. Uh, the way right. I can ra- I can I can ramble all day, man. 
Well, if y'all well, just it, need it, to eat airways, I'm here. Well, in the offseason, we should probably do this again. Just talk. Or we we tried to do this around signing day, and the audio file just got corrupted. It's like, so we didn't get to put it out. You didn't it's one of the lost episodes. I was speaking a secret recruiting language. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because you know I, I do these show notes, and I just put like a few lines for prompts for uh, nerd to talk about recruiting, and then he filled it out basically like more content there than I had in the rest of the show notes. So. We got the Arkansas Razorbacks this week. But before that, let's laugh a little bit at Georgia losing to a hapless South Carolina team. A South Carolina team that's just <laughs> real bad. Like, real bad. Lost to Missouri, who lost to Wyoming. Yeah, that's a ranked Missouri now. I know. But still, and they're, they're, like, they're top third, 10 SB. Third string quarterback. They lost no to threat South Carolina. Of, no threat of a pass. Third string quarterback. He didn't throw. I think we watched that. Ryan and I watched a lot of that fourth quarter in overtime um, <laughs> together, and I don't think we saw maybe three passes attempted by South Carolina in that section, and they won. I mean, if you're a Georgia fan, number one, why are they listening to this podcast? It's a rough week between uh, the Braves and the Falcons and, and Georgia. And you got I kind of call, Georgia I kinda fan. call that Georgia fan. And you kind of Georgia game. Yeah. Fleas, all those types of things. Uh, Fleas. I like the people who thought, oh, who was it? I think it was Booski on Twitter who wrote, put the meme of like, a, like a Georgia fan, a Braves fan, and a Hawks fan for some reason, <laughs> all pointing guns at each other like a Mexican standoff, and the Falcons <laughs> come in too. It's like from Reservoir Dogs. But the idea that anybody cares about the Hawks, I mean, like, I love the Hawks. In that they're a basketball team, and I would rather watch them than the Braves. But they had the best rookie in the league last year. Sure, they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're the best rookie in Georgia last year. Um, but yeah, the Hawks are not on that. Georgia fans don't care about the Hawks. <laughs> Braves fans don't care about the Hawks. People yeah. in Atlanta care more about Atlanta United than the Hawks. Oh, and for sure. The Atlanta United's great, but MLS and the NBA is. A big enough difference where that shouldn't really happen. Yeah. Anyway, super funny to listen to Georgia fans mad about the fact that Kirby Smart's actually been worse than Mark Richt and his. He's, Kirby Smart is basically Will Muschamp. Yeah. With I mean, better resources. He's a better <laughs> and not quite as brain dead as Muschamp. He's a little fresher off the Saban uh, "Don't say anything stupid" train. Yeah. Did you watch any of the Florida LSU game, nerd? I watched the second half of that game. I, I couldn't catch the, the first part of it, but uh, uh, Flo- Florida did better than I expected, honestly. Uh, I wasn't sold on that Florida offense, which makes me even more interested in that LSU defense uh, because they had a shot. I mean, it should have been 35-35, but Mullen got cued in the red zone. Shocker. And then it kind of just it just flipped. I think LSU is something insane where it was like they ran 49 offensive plays and scored 42 points. It was something ridiculous. Uh, LSU terrifies that, me. Oh yeah. If we punt, I think that's the ball game. The first punt Auburn Auburn attempts in that game is where we've <laughs> so lost. So we need the to game. pull some uh, LSU voodoo and uh, run some fake punts. I mean, LSU punted once in the first quarter and then did not punt again. I think until late in the fourth. On the flip side of that, in hand. South Carolina scored one offensive touchdown in the first quarter and did not score another offensive touchdown the rest of the game. <laughs> it's amazing. It's going to take more than that to beat this LSU offense. I don't think I I called it in the group chat that I don't think anyone's beaten LSU and that they win the national championship. And 
And the reason why I say that is because the only team in our conference that I legitimately think can run with them uh, doesn't have the defense to stop them. And I think LSU's defense could stop Alabama a couple times. It's going to be the first person who punts in that game that, that loses in the same way I think that Auburn's is going to be the same thing. If we punt, we lose against LSU. You got to score every time you have the ball. And you got to take a long time to score. Yeah. You got to hold, you you hold your hands while you do it. You got to take, take your time. Red I don't, River. I don't know why we're talking so much about Auburn at LSU. I mean, we know what's going to happen there. Red River happened this weekend, Ryan. That is the biggest rivalry in the Big 12. So forget the football game. Just like, what, what is the Texas State Fair? The Texas so, State Fair is the world's largest. don't know. It's the world's largest state fair. Uh, it is a massive, massive, uh, like a religious festival to fried foods would be the best way to describe it. I'm on board with that. Like, there's even a giant tower of a man. Like, it's like a ancient Near Eastern religious festival. We, we erect this huge, massive god. His name is Big Tex. And he is like 60 feet tall, and he greets you when you walk in the gates, and he says, Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Texas State Fair. And he's wearing Wrangler jeans, because Wrangler is paid to bake a pair of jeans that size for him to wear. <laughs> um, there is the Midway, like you have at every state fair. But the Texas State Fair Midway has got things like fried Thanksgiving dinner, and fried Pop-Tarts, and fried <laughs> butter, and fried beer, and fried ice cream, and just... Any, uh, any, all sorts of amalgamations of, of fried foods. Let's look up Texas State Fair Foods 2019 winners. What is the best thing? You've, I'm assuming you've been. What's oh, the, I've been multiple times. Right. Yeah. What's the best thing you've ever eaten? The fried, fried Thanksgiving dinner is outrageous. So it's ground turkey made into a meatball. And then that is covered in what we call dressing and what northerners call stuffing. And then that is covered in mashed sweet potatoes and then fried. And then you take that and you dip it in cranberry sauce. Man. And it's incredible. This is the best argument I've heard in terms of the Red River, whatever it's called now. Like, right down. Because uh, <laughs> it, it changed the name. Uh, Compared to uh, to to stacking it up to the Iron Bowl, this is probably the best argument in terms of it being in, at the same caliber. The winner for best taste uh, this year went to Ruth's stuffed fried taco cone. And I'm looking at it; it looks incredible. It's a ice cream cone made out of a fried taco shell, full of taco meat and avocado and all kinds of good things. Man, I'm getting hungry. Fried burnt-in burrito came in. Man, that oh, man. just sounds incredible. <laughs> that just sounds incredible. Um, Texas cream corn casserole fritters, southern fried chicken fettuccine Alfredo ball. That's just a fried <laughs> ball filled with fettuccine Alfredo. Um, Nothing wrong with that. There's the big red chicken bread. This is a big red flavored donut with a fried chicken ring in the middle of it. <laughs> big red flavored donut. <laughs> Wow. Man, this is good stuff. Peanut butter cup Snooky is a warm, fresh-baked peanut butter cup cookie with vanilla ice cream adorned with caramel and chocolate drizzle. That just sounds delicious. Um, yeah, so if you have a chance, go to the Texas State Fair, get a cotton candy taco or something, or a Fernie's Hoppin' John Cake with jackpot sauce, 
All this stuff sounds like it could kill you or be the best thing you've ever had in your life. Or both. Um, yes, both. And go to the game. The only cool thing about the Texas OU game is that it's a legitimate neutral site game where they sell 50% of tickets to each school and the stadium is split right down the middle. That's actually pretty cool as opposed to like Legion Field or some other nonsense. And it's played in the midst of this fried food mecca. Um, but the game was pretty blah, to be 100% honest. Both teams yeah, a little this, more defense than yeah, anybody expected. OU and Texas both did this weird thing where they tried to play defense, and it worked out. And I don't really know how. I mean, they have athletes. Both those schools do on defense. But usually scheme-wise, they're at a huge loss. So what happened with everybody getting a personal foul before the game started? Man, boys were just going at each other, man. <laughs> <laughs> People wanted some smoke, it seemed like. Sean Shivers uh, would have loved that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know people would be shocked to hear that a Herb Hand offensive line gave up nine sacks and 15 <laughs> tackles for loss in that game. Golly. Just, that's just rare. Oh, he's got a defensive lineman, to be frank, that is pretty absurd. I can't remember what his yeah. name is, but he is. Is that uh, Ken- Kenneth Murray? Yeah, he's unblocked. Yeah, 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 I thought yeah. you were saying his name was To Be Frank. To Be Frank. That's a good to name. Be to Be Frank. T-O-U-B-I Frank. All right, so let's move on to the to the Hogs. Jerry Jones' team of choice. Uh, they are real, real bad. 75th, <laughs> S&P Plus. Oh, man, is that right? Yeah. 89 offense? That's horrible. Yeah. It's not good. So, like, a lot of times with SEC teams that aren't great, you can always go, well, they have a really good, and then name a position group. Like Mississippi State in their bad years, you could still say, man, they've got this linebacker or these, these running backs that can flat out play. And Ole Miss seems to always have decent receivers and maybe a linebacker that is going to play for 20 years in the, in, in the NFL. What does Arkansas have? Used to, they'd have a tight end that was pretty good and a decent running game. But I don't, I mean, what? That, that's kind of what they, they got a good running back, Rakeem Boyd. Uh, I think he's he's either he might be leading the SEC now that Kylan Hill has kind of fallen off, and they've got a tight end that can make some freaky plays, but that's really it. I mean, they're they're it's it's a lot of bad. Man, so would you say Auburn is basically going on the road to play another Kent State? <laughs> are they better? Or are they better than Tulane? Or are they worse than Tulane? Oh, they are worse than Tulane. Tulane, Tulane I think, would be a. 10 plus point favorite okay. over over Arkansas. Uh, I think I mean I think Tulane is a legitimately good team. So do I. Arkansas is a legitimately very bad team. Yeah, I mean just even looking at SP plus Arkansas 75th, Tulane's like 35th. I mean it's it's not even that close. Wow. And a lot of that is because of the Arkansas offense, you know, they thought they had some answers at quarterback coming into the year. They had a Nick Stark will come over from Texas A&M, and nerd help me, they had a grad transfer ben, uh, from Ben Hicks. Ben, ben Hicks, Hicks from, yeah. S- from SMU, where Morris came from. Or was it SMU came from? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they, so they, yeah. they thought they had some options there, and then I think Hicks got hurt early, and Starkle hasn't been that good. Meanwhile, uh, Chad Morris left SMU, and SMU got real good all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you talk to June Jones, he'll, he'll tell you Chad Morris kind of set that program up pretty right. well for him. Guys, I have a really hot take about this Arkansas game. My hot prediction uh, uh, of the week. Will Hastings is going to go off in this game. 
Mm. He's going back to Arkansas. This is his first time to play at Arkansas. Did he not play two years ago? Maybe he did. Okay, it's the second time to play at Arkansas. <laughs> did he play? Is that Arkansas back then? Yeah, that was the year he was uh, had the connection with Stidham. Yeah, but yeah, 20, 2017, I think he had a... I don't know. I just remember Nate Craig Myers had a really good catch in that game. Yeah. And we destroyed their giant quarterback after we forget his name. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know his name is. See, all right. Well, Crow, I'm actually going the opposite direction in, for my hot take for this. Forget. I think this is a patent Gus Malzahn. Maybe I throw it 10 times. I'm just going <laughs> to line up and I'm going to run the ball. We're going to find us a, a running back in this game. You're trying to say. Everybody gets 20 carries. And uh, we're going to figure this thing out. Okay, let me ask you the, the, the patented crow hypothetical, Ryan and Nerd. Over <laughs> under 10 snaps for Mr. Joey Gatewood in this game. 10 snaps. Uh, I'll go under. I'm going over. Over 10 snaps. Is it because it's a blowout or are they yes. part of the game? Well, I think two things. I think, one, I do think Gus... Given how many times he's talked about it being a mistake that Joey didn't get in the game against Florida, I think he's going to get him in the game early against Arkansas in some sort of situation. Yeah, but then we're going to line up wrong, and they're going to waste a timeout. And then exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I think, but I think the fourth quarter, he's going to run the fourth quarter. But yeah, so I think it'll be more just how the game plays out than necessarily him being, a, you know, having a major package. But I do think we'll see him early. Over just, under just four attempted passes by Joey Gatewood in this game. Yeah, oh, under. Under. <laughs> under, definitely under. Wow. Okay. At some point, I felt like Gus is going to go. All right, let's let's just see what he can do out there and give him free reign of the offense for a drive. He's going to get the most carries this week. I don't know. I feel like we've been waiting hmm. for that like seven years. No, that's <laughs> I, true. Don't, I don't think it's coming. <laughs> who who will get the most carries against Arkansas? Cam Martin, DJ Williams, Sean Shivers, Harold Joyner, Malik Miller. Joey Gatewood. Joey Gatewood. Bo Nix. <laughs> Literally, you could tell me it's any of those people. Yeah. Save probably Malik, and I would say, yeah, sure. That's possible. Cam Martin, 15 carries. Yeah, I believe it. I'm here for Malik Miller. I'm here for the Malik Miller game. <laughs> 20 carries. Almost, we, we tried to lean on him late against Florida. He almost brought us back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. That's hard to pit. I mean, Cam Martin is obviously going to start. I think you'll see him a lot early, and then if Auburn gets any sort of like 14-0 lead or anything, you're gonna they're gonna try and get DJ the ball. I mean, the the hype around him isn't just fan hype; like it, that hype is coming from the 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 from the Auburn football team. So I think you're going to see them try to get him out there uh, and see what he's what he can do because they're gonna they're gonna need him if 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 he's even half of the hype he's he's gotten uh, if they want to have a shot against LSU. Yeah, I mean, do you expect this to be a pretty even uh, distribution of carries, or do you? Do you I mean, do you see any you know, either Cam or DJ getting you know fifteen plus carries in this game? Because um, I, mean, I, I can easily see it being it looks pretty even distribution, but I, I, we really need to have somebody established as the number one back going to this LSU game. I don't think we can try and play all four and five of those guys. Yeah, I think I think it'll be how the game flow. Like if Auburn comes out slow, then he'll stick with Cam because he trusts Cam in all situations. Uh, but if Auburn, you know, goes Mississippi State on him and jumps on him 14-0, 21-0 in, you know, eight minutes, then I think you'll see – I think you'll put Cam aside and, and try to get these other guys work. Um, so it'll be – I think 
I mean, obviously that would be any game. If you can get out to a fast start, it'd right. be just <laughs> everything's easier. Big. We should uh, do that in every game. Yeah, if they just if they had if they had scored twenty one in like six minutes against Florida, I think that game would have gone differently. I do too. But uh, but I do think uh, this is a week where it's like if if they can get if they can kind of put Arkansas down quick, I think I think it's a chance to. And I think I think we'll see Shivers get get a lot of work too. I don't know about Joiner. Joiner to me is the big wild card. I really I really don't know. I don't know if he's actually a running back. I think it's really the question. Well, they, they talked about him so much in the spring and then in the offseason, but, oh, he, he's going to play all these different positions and he's going to play yeah. in the slide and he's going to get some running back role. And he, I mean, he's gotten a couple snaps at running back, but that's really been it. He had yeah, the wheel route running, against Oregon. Yeah, but. he's been running the Devin, Bar, Devin, Devin Barrett and yeah. the – I almost went De- – Devin Barrett. He's been running the Devin Barrett and Ursa Martin. <laughs> he's uh, kind of the Rock special. Thomas of this crew at this point. Oh, so. man. Uh, a little, a little bit, yeah. I think he's one of those guys that's just. I mean, this was the thing on him coming out was like, no one really knew where he should play because he, he, he may be six four, two hundred something pounds, but he doesn't. He never ran like he was six four, two hundred something pounds in high school. Um, I really do think he's like a a guy you should put in the slot and match him up on linebackers and safety because he's got great hands and he's insanely. Cool. I mean, he's a freak athlete for right. given his size, but. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if he gets any touches. We've got yeah, we've got breaking news. We're gonna break in on the pod that Auburn is not changing its logo. As had been reported, so the thing that we haven't talked about for like two months, yeah, isn't happening. They decided to go against it due to fan backlash, which is it's the most whatever news. I like that the uh, I like that they let the SGA president break that news. Yeah. Well, hey kid, here you go. There you go, kid. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, oh, man. Well, if it was the Bamba SGA president, they would have made up an excuse not to do it. So it's just raining too hard for me to break this news. <laughs> I really just I'm sick of this whole the the logo thing. So I'm kind of glad it went away, thinking that they would just sneakily change it on everybody and no one would notice because it isn't that big of a change. But then. I hope it shows up on, like, one athletic team's uniform, like, yeah. like a tennis oh. team. Yeah. It's like, hey, guys, they, they, they've got, they already ordered them. They have to wear them. It's going to be, like, Bruce is going to wear it when he wins the national championship gonna, this year. It's going to be on one T-shirt. Yeah. And everybody's like, we should go to that. It looks good. I don't know. Something about that logo looks really good on Bruce's It's going to be like the blue camo baseball caps. Bruce is going to do one thing in it, and everybody's going to be on top of it. Those those hats are low key the worst. But uh, all right, so a defense against Arkansas should do really good, look um, really well because Arkansas's offense is horrible bad. Um, but we've got to get off the field, and we've had a problem with explosive plays. Yeah, we, we mentioned it earlier where the Auburn defense has been good about like, they're 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 efficient. I mean they. Put team, they get teams behind the behind the sticks, um, give them a lot of second long and third and long, uh, but they're just giving up a few too many uh, big plays, uh, explosive plays, where you know, like I said it was the two touchdowns against Florida and that was the difference. Um, so they they've really got to prevent that, and they're not getting any turnovers either. That's the thing is you can kind of live with some of those explosive plays if you're also getting some explosive plays on your own, um, but they're not doing that. And maybe they'll have a chance here against Arkansas. So there's Crow. See if you know the stat. It's called Havoc 
Havoc no, rate. I did not know what this was, and I saw it had on there. I'm interested to hear what a Havoc play is. Yeah, so Havoc plays are anytime the defense does something uh, to disrupt the offense. So it's either a tackle for loss, force fumble, uh, pass breakup, either in, in, uh, intercepted or just knocked down. Um, anything where the defense is specifically preventing the offense from doing what they want to do. Um, I like that you have defensed. Yeah, very British of you. Here. Hey, I just copy and pasted that. <laughs> thanks, the, thanks, Bill C. Uh, but anyway, so Arkansas, uh, they're giving up those havoc plays on 23% of their plays. So they're, they're so bad that the defense, no matter who they're playing, is actively able to stop them almost a quarter of the time. Right. And, and not just stop them as in you know a one or two yard game, but like push them backwards. Yeah. More so what you're saying is that 23 percent of the plays, Arkansas will be better off taking a knee or yeah, just spiking it. Yeah. Uh, that's good for like 123rd in the country out of 130 teams. Wow. So if there's ever a time for Auburn to, to get some more fumbles, get some interceptions, um, really just tear this defense apart, this is it. A lot of those sacks that we haven't been getting. Maybe they get them here. Yeah, we haven't been getting as many sacks. I'm looking for Big Cat Bryant to 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 eat today or Saturday. He'll probably eat today too, but Saturday. Hopefully, he eats every day this week. Yeah. Go to yeah, the and I, I thought uh, TD flashed some against Florida. I'll be interested to see if he can string together two good games. This could be a, a good chance for him too. Well, you got anything? Any last words, nerd? Anything we need to know? Anything you're working on for the site? Uh, I, uh, I kind of skimped on my snap tracker this week. Cause I was just, I was just so sad after that, uh, that game. So I'll probably try to have something up this week. Uh, just general looking at snaps played, uh, so far this season. And then I'll probably have a recruiting article up at some point too. So we'll see. Great. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Ryan, anything else? I think we're going to be back in our nonsense next week, aren't we? That's we'll, right. Uh, have Chief back in uh, back in the studio. Next week we'll welcome Chief. Who knows? One, two, three, four.